in today's program i take you again into the ministration of the word from the book of genesis god gave a man dominion and power there was a world where man had control over everything from the book of genesis the bible says god gave adam power over diamond the Bible says God created him and put him in the garden. In this garden, there was diamond, there was gold, there was silver. The Bible says every kind of a precious stone, which right now the church is not having, which right now you are failing to have. It is with those people who don't even fear God are the ones who are in control of diamond. They are the ones in control of, of gold. And that's not how God made things. So God says, no, I need this to be restored back. So God sent Jesus to restore that. But for years, the church has been failing to receive that back, the dominion that God gave man. Until today, we still have people. Are, are you here? We still have people who are suffering. Yet Jesus Christ came to restore that. The Bible says, whosoever believe in him should not what? Perish. Okay, now that's a very important thing. The word perish there, if you check from both Greek and Hebrew, does not only mean to suffer in hell. It means to actually not to go through one, destruction, two, shame, three, embarrassment, anything that can come against you. This is why when Jesus Christ came on earth, if he only came for salvation, then he could just be preaching, that's it. But he didn't do that. When you are sick, he was healing you. If you have got demons oppressing you, he was casting them out. Somebody came to Jesus and said, we have no food. He provided because he's a provider. Peter came to Jesus and said, we need tax. I, I haven't paid my bills. I have taxes to pay to the government. Jesus said, go and catch the fish and pay. This was beyond salvation. This was beyond just heaven. He did not come just to die for us to go to heaven. He came to restore, to create a nation, a people who are called by his name. A nation that is called by his name. This nation, it is not a country where there is politics. This nation, it is a Jesus nation, which even the book of Revelation, the Bible says, we shall continue to rule with him after rapture. Am I talking to somebody here? We shall continue to rule with him. So in the Jesus nation, God is calling people, everyone who wants. It has nothing to do with I belong to this church or to that church. No, he's calling everybody who wants, who fears him, who, who, who fears God, who walks in righteousness. God says, I will bring these people under this revelation. And when I bring them together, I will make them take over. So for a long time from now, We'll keep on seeing people who fear God taking over, whether in media, whether in families, whether in education, whether in finances, whether in um, politics. We will see the church rising in power. Am I talking to somebody here? We will see people who fear God arising in power. Because the Bible says when the wicked rule, it says what happens? Say people suffer. But when the righteous are in control, the people rejoices. And this is the moment God is trying to make you, give you different positions. 
To those of you having political careers, God will put you in power. And they say, rule my son, rule my daughter. Have dominance because hear me. Are you understand what I'm saying? Listen to me. Do you, know, do you understand this? Let me talk on politics. Do you understand this? Hear this. Have you noticed that if you buy a car in Japan, it comes with a manual? If you buy a car in America, it comes with a manual. And it actually tells you that if you put, uh, if you want to service the car, you need to put fuel here. This way you need to put fuel. You, you understand? You need to put oil here. If there is this, you put it here. Now imagine that you actually wake up in the morning and you take porridge. And you put where supposed to put the fuel. What's going to happen to the car? It's exactly what is happening right now. Do you know who was given the manual? When God created the whole world, he gave the church the Bible, the manual. It is the church that knows how, what God said. This is why the righteous people, it is so difficult for them to be oppressing the people. If we can have politicians who fear the name of God, who worship God and who are God's people, there'll be no corruption. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? But what is happening right now? We are having people who do not even understand who they are. And this is why God says, I'll put up my people in all strategic positions of power. I shall put up my people. And how will we preach? The end time revival it is not the revival of the 20th century, neither 19th century or 18th or 17th, 16th. It is different. We are living in the days where only people who have money are the only ones people are hearing. So in the end time revival, God will not just use us like, oh, we are holy and we are broke. And we want to throw somebody with money like you need to receive Jesus. Like, well, what, are, what are you talking about? In the Jesus nation, we shall become what the Bible says. He says, you, you are stars. Yeah. Oh, my kapa. Am I talking to somebody here? The Bible says, you are stars. You are stars. This is a generation of the prophets of Isaiah to be renewed. Which he said, people shall, a generation of an ego shall come up. And this generation, we shall soar like eagles. I'm not talking to you. So we are not, hear me, we will not, we will not be sitting here and complaining like, oh, ash, Amy, I'm suffering. You don't belong to the Jesus nation. The Jesus nation will not do that. I'm going to share with you tonight a few things that I want you to hear. Because this is not a message for an individual. It is for everybody who's hearing me. God wants to empower you and, and, and take you from that level to another level for demonstrations. Just to demonstrate your society that he is the king of kings. Oh, am I talking to somebody here? God will lift you up. He is a lifter of men. He will lift you up just to demonstrate at your workplace that he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. Some say, hear you, prophet. So you need to know this. So it's not something that you just hear like the, we're having a service and when we're like, oh, we had a wonderful week. No, it is a revelation that must stay. It is a revelation that you must pray for. It is something that you must seek. 
and he said, God, I cannot be sick here. I belong to the Jesus nation. I cannot be broke. I belong to the Jesus nation. You have a point of reference where you belong. And this nation has been predicted by all prophets in the Bible. They have all spoken about this nation that shall come. If you read, if you read, if you read, even uh, uh, Peter speaks of it. He says, you are a peculiar people. A holy nation. Chosen generation. He's, he was talking about the same. But it has been failing again and again. It has been failing to emerge. And Peter was seeing it. Paul saw it. Oh, am I talking to you? Am I speaking to you? Everybody saw it. Daniel saw it. He said he saw, he saw kingdoms. And he saw one kingdom. And he said this kingdom shall defeat all other kingdoms. Before the coming of the king. So we are living in the days. Because this is what you need to know. The post-rapture life. What will happen after rapture? People think we're just going to go to heaven and then we'll be living in heaven. Oh, like just like floating. No. After rapture, rapture will happen to protect you from the antichrist, from the destruction. We will just be removed temporarily. When the destruction is done, the Bible says, and he will bring us back to the new Jerusalem. Where we shall rule with him. So God, from Genesis, he wanted man to rule. Now he wanted money to rule. After rapture, he wanted money to rule. But as it is now, you are being ruled. Money is ruling you. Everything is ruling you. As we speak now, you are powerless. You are helpless. And that's what God wants. That's what God said. God wants us to have dominance and dominion. In fact, when God created a man, okay, Maybe you don't know your meaning why he created you. Let me just remind you. When God was creating a man, and I want you to hear this. God did not create you to worship him. He never said that. God did not create a person to worship him. God created a man to have dominion. The Bible says, let us create a man in our image. In our own image. And let him have what? Dominion. Exactly. Exactly. So God created you for dominion. He wants you to rule. This is why you have power to speak to disease. Come out. You have power to speak to any demonic influence in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. That is what God wants to see happening in your family. That is what God wants. So when we worship him, we worship him. Is it that is not the primary reason for him to create us. No. We worship him for who he is. We can't just stand him. He's too holy. It is not our obligation he made us for. We worship him because anyone, anyone who stands in his presence has nothing to do apart from just bowing and saying, you are too holy for me. So we worship because it is his nature. We can't stand him. He's too holy to be hot. But the main reason he made us was to do what? Is to have dominion. 
There is no scripture which says, and God said, let us make man in our image and let him or let them worship us. There's no scripture like that. So the primary reason is dominion. This is why when Jesus Christ came on earth, the main reason was to restore back his nation, his kingdom. And he said, when you pray, you must say, our father who art in heaven, thy kingdom, thy nation, thy kingdom, you must pray for this nation to come. No, I, I, uh, I hope you are hearing me. So for years, people just pray in their churches without even knowing what they are praying for. Uh, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom will come. Do you know what he was talking about? Then after saying that, he went to his disciples and he said, when you go and when you begin to command diseases to come out, when miracles begin to happen, tell them that kingdom has come. So we are no longer praying for the kingdom to come when you already need it. The kingdom has come. When you see miracles happening, the kingdom has come. So his nation is here. His kingdom is here. So when we speak about the Jesus nation, it is the Jesus kingdom where he rules and has dominion and dominance and influence over his people. And these people are always perpetually looking at him for direction. They are perpetually humbling themselves, asking God to walk in his words. Perpetual, and he's saying, you now, I'm putting in politics. You now, I'm putting in, in economy. Manage money. Take over. You, I'm putting in religion. Take over. You, I'm putting you in art and entertainment. So he's raising up people and he's ruling. And wherever you go, you find Christ reign because he is raising up a people, his own people, his own kingdom, his own nation. Somebody say, hear you, prophet. People have been praying, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom. is here. His kingdom is here. <laughs> Are you here, somebody? Are you here, I'm saying? Right. Amazing to hear that you follow what I'm saying to you. So, we're not living in the days of so, oh, no, we are living in the days when the revelation of the kingdom when he said, when you pray, you should pray for, for that kingdom to come. He said, pray for that nation to come. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then he says, thy kingdom come. And he said, when this kingdom come, his will will be done. As it is in heaven, it will be happening on earth. That kingdom that is in heaven will begin to happen as it is. As it is in heaven, so shall it be happening on earth. Can, can someone fail in heaven? Can somebody be defeated in heaven? As it is. I pray for you. In the powerful name of Jesus Christ. May you not fail in this Jesus nation. May you catch this revelation. Now, I want to just show you a very important thing here today. Now, so what makes people, what makes people to fail 
to completely have this revelation to start moving in it. So we still have people who have got businesses which are just documents and they are not working. Listen to me. If, if, you, if it happens that you are close to anybody around me, ask them. Just to say, is the prophet living what he's preaching? They will tell you. They will tell you. Ask them. In business, in what? You ask them. They will, they will tell you. They will tell you. Listen, it's not just the preaching we are preaching to you. I want you to start believing God that you belong to his kingdom. You belong to his nation where dominion is a primary thing. Dominion is a principal thing. We are not losing. In families, we are not losing. In art and entertainment, we are not losing. In politics, we are not losing. In, in finances, we are a people that fears his name. Oh, somebody say, hear you, my father. Now watch this. Now watch this. So what I'm sharing with you. Now, now what makes people, you know, they'll hear this revelation. And what has been happening that even Peter spoke. Jesus spoke of this kingdom. But people still fail to be in this kingdom. And what happened in the days of Moses was... Um, more like a preamble. Hmm. You hear? It was like a drama of what shall come in the future. So Moses comes from Egypt where God took his people and sent them to Egypt to make a nation called Israel. And walks them out to Canaan. And he said, go and take over. Canaan, Hittites, Gigashites, Jebusites, go and take over. And rule. Why? Because it is only this nation that fears Yahweh. Are you here? So they went to take over. And he said, be careful. In taking over that they do not take over you. Uh-huh. And he said, just make sure you are very careful because they are strong and mighty. You may end up marrying them or them marrying you. Uh-huh. Oh, you didn't hear this type He said, I don't want any mixture. I want my people. He said, I want you to take over the systems. And at that time, Gigashites were very famous. In politics. Very famous. They were politicians. And because no, 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 no. We need to take over there. So in the land of Gigashites, the people of Israel went and took over. So they're the ones now who are managing politics. Canaan was a land of, it was an economic zone. The whole world in those days, there was no place than Canaan. Even Joshua spoke about it. Even Caleb, they said, when we went there, we have, remember, they were coming from Egypt. And Egypt was one of the superpowers in those days. But they said, what we saw, we never even saw in Egypt. It was an economic hub. And God says, no, 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 we can't have wicked people ruling Canaan. I want my people to go and take over. And it's the same thing that God is trying to do. He wants his people People who are controlling economy right now in your country are people who don't even fear God. 
They even curse God. And they're the ones having power. The church is desperate. And God says, I want to restore that. He said, tell my people, I want to bless them. It's up to them to hear it, to get it or not. But I'm telling you this message. That's my message that God has told me to tell you. That he is raising up a people. It's up to you. This is a message to you. This is what God wants. His people to take over. God said to Abraham, he said, leave your father, your mom. He said, to a place that I will show you. That when Abraham went to that place, it was in Canaan. God says, uh-huh. he says, here. He said, here. In this place. He said, here. In this place, I shall give this land to your descendants. So the whole reason of Abraham appearing in the picture. God didn't have Abraham in his mind. God had a nation in his mind. You need to know why. You need to know why Abraham had to leave his father and his mother. Because they were idol worshippers. And Joshua said it. He said, our forefathers, the father of Abraham, used to worship idols here. He said, no, make a decision. Will you worship idols or you shall worship God? As for me and my family, we shall worship God. Because they were, worship, they were worshiping idols. So God had a plan to have his people take over. But the devil had a plan too. He said, no, you know what? Before God takes over, I'll put my people in every strategic place. And Canaan was the most fortified city. It had wars you couldn't break through. Because this is a place of economy. And this is why until today, the church is having a problem to break through economically. Because it has spiritual wars. The enemy won't allow God's people to take over Canaan easily. This is why we are saying that the walls of Jericho are falling. Amen. And you are taking your economy. You are taking your businesses, your finances. Every wall the enemy is putting in front of you. It is collapsing in the name of Jesus. You know what the Bible says? It says, it's a, these are the days we are living where people will even, in fact, start doing bad things to get money. God said, my son, I have one million ways. God has how many ways? He has one million ways. One million ways. He says, all they need is my direction. My guidance. If God guides you to do it, do it. All you need is direction. God says, David said, he leads me. He leads me. Beside the still waters. He leads me. Give yourself to Christ and kill your will and allow him to have his will. Because this is what God wants to do. He wants you to take over. In fact, the things are even struggling. Like, I don't know why. What's the problem? Ah, I've been praying for my business. It's not even moving. Father, Lord, open my... You are even praying. In fact, even God wants you to, take, to do that business. Even God wants you the issue is just have revelation. Because if you don't know why God will do it, he will never do it. Even me. If you don't know the reason why I'm giving you anointing, I want to give you. 
Even if you come and say, ah, I'll just say, oh, yeah, 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 God bless you, God bless you. You'll go home and think you took it. You took nothing. Like, ah, my father gave me anointing. You know, anointing is not for, for, for jokes. Ah, I need anointing. Why do you need anointing? I normally ask that question. Oh, because the branch where I'm ministering, ah, people are coming very few. But if I can go there and begin to prophesy, the church will grow. Like, hey, that's not the reason why we prophesy. <laughs> we don't prophesy to grow church. <laughs> we prophesy to edify the church. We prophesy to exhort the church, to encourage the church. We prophesy to reveal Christ. It is Christ to be revealed in humanity. We don't prophesy to shine in the city, to be known in the city. We don't do prophecy like an entertainment where people come to watch like how powerful you are. We don't do things like that. We don't. This thing, we are just sent to minister. Where grace is given, we minister. The primary reason we prophesy is not for entertainment. It is not for you to be happy. I'm not here to please the host. We cannot take over. We cannot take over if we have not changed our mindset. Now, let, let's just look for the, the following mindsets which God wants you to remove. Because after tonight, trust you me, after tonight, testimonies of you starting to live what God called you for will begin to come to us. So what happens? What must be done? Number one, remove a grasshopper mentality. Remove a what? There is a grasshopper mentality. Okay, what are you talking about? Let's go to the Bible. Now, I want you to go to Numbers 13. Verse, from verse 30 to 33, the Bible speaks of the spies. When they came back to report, they went to Canaan to spy Canaan. Canaan is a financial what? Financial hub. So let's talk about financial hub. So these men had gone to spy Canaan, which represents finances, business, commerce, trade, anything to do with that. And when they came back, this is a report they gave. Now let's read it. This is the scripture. Then Caleb quit the people before Moses and said, Verse from verse 30. Yeah, from verse 30. Then, then Caleb quieted the people and said, before Moses, and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. I told you, the economic hub, they are already big fish. A land of the business hub, where already people are settled, and you are dealing with, you have a small company, and you want to compete with the big companies, which are there. And you're like, who am I? What will I do? That's a grasshopper mentality we're talking about. If God has given you a mandate, don't ask. 
So if God is telling you that you will conquer financially, finances, business, trade, don't see who is there to compete with you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? No one can compete with God. No one can compete with you. If the moment you come into the business, no one will compete with you. So now, now they say, no. In fact, the people in Canaan are stronger than us. Now let's just go ahead. What the Bible says. Then the Bible says, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out. Somebody said a bad report. Bad report. But they were just saying the truth, what they saw. But, but, but God calls it a bad report. But they were saying the truth. They were just reporting what they saw in Canaan. They were sent to go and spy and report. And they're reporting what they saw. And God calls it a bad report. You don't have to come and tell me here that, that there are giants already in business in this market. There are already people who are doing it. They are mafias and they can't do anything. It is a bad report. Bad report. Because you need to take over those people that you are saying they are stronger. Oh, yes. You hear that? Yes. Now, let's go ahead. Now, the Bible here says what? Now, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that gave us its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. People in, in Canaan, don't think you just penetrate Canaan easily. Hallelujah. I'm starting this now business idea. You will fail. You are dealing with people of great stature. You need to understand the revelation. You will not enter there by the weapons of your business uh, techniques. It is by power. You will need God to supernaturally remove walls. It won't be by your ideas or by your company's name or by your connections. It will need supernatural intervention to the foundations of the walls around Jericho. Am I speaking to you? Now here, what the Bible says now. Now the Bible says, let's continue. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Now in verse 33, now see the verse 33. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants. Ooh. Financial giants. They are already financial giants. And you want to do something like, ah, I'm taking over financially. You are dealing with giants already. Whatever breakthrough you need, whatever miracle you need financially, they are already giants in front of you. And the Bible calls them the descendants of Anak. Now, see what the Bible says there. He says, there we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers. In our own sight. And so, we were in their sight. You need to know who Caleb was. Caleb was a giant. Joshua was a fighter. He was a warrior. And these are the people coming and they are saying, when we looked at ourselves, we looked like grasshoppers. Not in their sight only, but also in our sight. To them, we looked like grasshoppers. So Moses, you brought us here to die here. Moses, look now. <laughs> Is it because there are no graves? 
Checklist 34. Check. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried. And the people wept that night. Did you hear that? In chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible says, and the people began to cry. In verse 2, see, see there. It says, so all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in this wilderness. And this is what I want you to know. Anything that you want to do, business, financially, whether it's to do with um, 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 your career, they are giants already. And God is sending you a, yeah, to take over from giants. Very soon I'm going to have one daughter hear this prophecy. One daughter who we shall be reading in newspapers, on televisions, how she managed to take a small company from nothing and she became a billionaire. One of my sons very soon, you shall hear his story. I receive it. The world will be learning about him in universities. Oh, yes. How God will raise up some sons and they'll be presidents. Yes, sir. And they'll be coming to church in the convoy. We, 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 we. What's happening? It's a Jesus nation. <laughs> Jesus nation. <laughs> Jesus nation. Someone say, I hear you, prophets. Time has come that you need to take over business. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know the funny thing? The funny thing is this. You find a believer opening a business here. No one coming. And you close it. <laughs> like, I closed it. Ah, it wasn't moving. I closed it. It shows that there is no revelation. There's no revelation. Can you imagine people? They, all of them are going to an Indian shop. Where there is even a small god by the corner. A god. By the corner there. And people are moving into that shop like this. And you, because God says, I'll provoke you to jealousy. The Bible says so. I'll provoke you to jealousy because you did not know the time of your visitation. When God is showing you revelations, get the revelation. Because you are not going by weapons. Israel is not going to Jericho by weapons. They are going there in the name of the Lord. So whatever project you do from now, think nothing else apart from you are going there by God's weapons. He has sent you to take over. And I pray you are taking over financially. Say, so I am a Jesus nation. I am a Jesus nation. So they said, when we saw ourselves, we were like grasshopper. A grasshopper mentality ridicules oneself. You reduce yourself. You begin to think that you are dealing with a giant. God can turn things, I'm telling you. I have seen God changing things. It doesn't matter. God can change things for you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? <laughs> You are taking over in the name of Jesus. Grasshopper mentality. Take it out. Take out the grasshopper mentality. Number two. Number two. Remove the dog mentality. The what? The dog mentality. The grasshopper mentality. You always look yourself as small. 
other terms, you lose before a competition. Like, ah, I don't think I, don't think I can stand here. And it's affecting so many believers. And they will never be in the Jesus nation. And you need to know what happened with the people who brought that report of grasshopper mentality. The Bible says they were all killed that day. God killed them. God killed them. He said, you bringing bad report, apart from Joshua and Caleb, only two who said, no, 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 no. We are not part of this report. Our report is that we will conquer. God said, the ones having the positive vibes, sit here. Anyone thinking like this, go this direction, and he killed them. And so what is happening now? God himself will kill your business. God himself will shut the doors because he knows how you think. You think like you're not able. He had such mentality. Two, doggy mentality. Say doggy mentality. I want you to check 2 Samuel 9 verse 6. This time, David was a king. So he decided to call one of Jonathan's sons. He said, come over here. I want to bless you. Now, if you see Second Samuel chapter nine verse six. Now, when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Here is your servant. Now I want you to jump from there. All right. Um, go to. Keep on reading until verse um, 8. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. And I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? Hey, someone said dog mentality. Dog mentality. A dog mentality, it is a mentality that accepts to say, I think where I am, nothing will change. That's who I am. I am a dog forever. A dog mentality, this will not work in the Jesus nation. The fact that you are broke, the fact that you are suffering, never be thinking. That this is your lifestyle. This is how you are. And this is who you are. You are not this. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Every mindset of grasshopper. Yes. Every dog mindset. Oh, yes. Shall walk out. Amen. You are not at a place of losing hope. I receive. There's hope for you. I receive. You may not know what is coming tomorrow in your life. But I know you know who holds your tomorrow. Amen. So what must be done? You need to develop a well-able mindset. Somebody say, a well-able. Say, I am able. I will do it. I will take over. I will take over. I will dominate. I will dominate. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That mindset is what is needed. 
is what is needed. Are you understanding? Yes, daddy. So, never develop a fear, anxiety. Never develop a well able. Let me show you the scripture. All right? We just opened the scripture in a few minutes ago. We read it, the verse, but we didn't tackle that part. Now, I want you to go to Numbers 14. All right? Uh, before, yeah, let's go to chapter 13 first. 13, verse 30. Numbers 13, verse 30. Now, let me read it for you. Now, I want you to hear this statement. Numbers 13, verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. You are well able. You have the ability. And let's read again. I want you to see there. It says, for we are what? And then, in verse 31, the men, the other men, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able. Now, I want you to see this. We are able. Another report from one man. Another report from other people. We are not able. I want everybody else who says I'm able to raise up a hand. I want to see all well able people. I want you to raise up a hand. Anyone else on the side of Carib, raise up a hand. Who says I am able? I am able. If you are able, now see what happens to people who were able to do it. Now in chapter 14 from verse 23. Now let's see there. From verse 23 to 24. They certainly shall not see the land of which I saw to their fathers. Nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. In verse 24. But my servant. See those people who brought bad report. They will not see the land of Canaan. But my what? See there. But my servant Caleb. Because he has different spirit. Different mindset. He is not having the same spirit of those people who are saying, we're not able. Because of that reason, just the fact that you think differently, just because that you see things differently, it becomes a reason. And God said, because, now see there, he says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and he has followed me fully, I will bring into the land where he went and, he, and his descendants shall inherit it. Now, some scripture, I want you to give me message translation. Alright? Now, I want you to hear this. Give me message translation. But my servant Caleb, this is a different story. Hmm. He has a different spirit. Some say I have a different spirit. We, we, we are not having the same spirit of the world. We have the Holy Spirit and He's different. <laughs> so different. We don't see things as people see things. Now, it says, what, it says, but my servant Caleb, this is a different story. He has a different spirit. He follows me passionately. I'll bring him into the land that he scotted and his children will inherit it. 
I bless you. I receive. Hear me. Every person in the Jesus nation should develop a mindset of I am able. Every person should develop in that career, whether in sports, whether in music, whether in art, whether in religion, whether you're a man of God or woman of God, develop a spirit of I am able. Whether in business, corporate, whether it is to do with uh, your career, develop a spirit of I am able. It is because of that spirit, God will say, because of that, I will take you into the land of promise.